All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabriel Devine and Titanic coming at you with another episode of Wrestling with the Locals. It's going to be our uh, unique experience. This is take two of this because we were having some phone difficulties as Titanic is at the Love Lounge and I am at my in-home studio down here in uh, wherever the hell I am today. I don't know. I still ain't figured out why. Don't think be occasion, occasion lounge, Couldn't be a what? Lounge, isn't it? Sure. Could be. I mean, it's got all kinds of LSU and Saints stuff and Pelican stuff around. We got Gator heads and, you know, Super Bowl rings and everything just floating around here. So, yeah, I guess it's my Cajun Lounge. Uh, so, well, that's how things do, man. We, uh, we have to make our room look like champions. That's right. I got little LSU helmets and Saint helmets. I got all that stuff. But, uh, we were talking a while ago about our weekend and how uh, I'll just let you take it from there. I'll let you go back over. It, and... it was such a, it was a, a unique experience. I've never been down to New Orleans. And, uh, of course, they were probably pronounce it Island. Uh, it was just a very unique experience. Listening to the Cajun accent for the first time in my, to my you know, my own self and I got to see got to see the Super Super Dome and and then the Hall of the Pelicans and it was a fantastic weekend and finished off with women's ball football teams the same Cowboys and Tigers pulled out a comeback. Well, my Saints pulled out a comeback too. I was I was proud of that. You were sitting here, you know, we were. We were sitting here trying to recover from our road trip home and and stuff, and it got to uh, got to the point to where during the game that uh, Hi, that um, I'm on the phone, baby. That it got to the point to where the game got a little interesting there, and the uh, Browns had almost tied it up. Unplug it, take it with you. And uh, you were cheering that they would, hoping that they would making an interesting game, and they did, man, right there at the end. And then their kicker, he'd missed like three, what, you said three field goals and, a, and an extra yeah, point? I believe it was three field goals in a row. Yeah, and an extra point. Some extra points and field goals. I mean, it was sad. Well, I saw that, I saw that live video that you did of us right i mean we were trying to recover and rest and and everything and then i came up out of that bed awful quick when they scored on us like that because i just wasn't expecting that yeah that uh four, i think it was what, fourth and five and it was a 48 yard hail mary yeah well i about had a straight yeah, Something else. I about Usually, right, and they pulled it off, man. They got the touchdown on it, and then their kicker, you know, he don't want to bash, don't want to bash the poor guy, but he sure did botch that one because he he did no good on the field goal kick, was way off sides, and and uh, right, and it just. Man, it, it you know, it was lucky for us we won the game that way, but 
you know, you win them how you can, but that's not how you want to win them. You want to win them at a at a good point deficit. And but a win, a win's a win. You know, we'll take it. But it wasn't the way we wanted it. But it is a good win because you know we hadn't won since 2014. We've lost the first two games of the season every year. Right. So we broke that uh, that curse. And uh, so maybe maybe that'll be a good start for us. Maybe winning that will give them some momentum and we'll move forward off of that and, and do better this season than we did last season, even though we made the playoffs. I mean, we've we've done pretty good. We've won, you know, we've made it to the playoffs quite a few times and stuff. Maybe this year will be our year. Maybe they'll uh, pull it out and, and, you know, kudos to the Jaguars. I'm not a huge Jaguar fan, but my LSU running back, uh, Leonard Fournette plays for them, so I do follow the Jaguars. So I was watching their game, and I was really excited to see that they beat the Patriots and Tom Brady. You know, uh, speaking of uh, Patriots, you know we got a big Patriots fan going to be uh, we're going to be podcasting Wednesday in Spiral. He's a huge Patriot fan. Yeah, I'll have to give him some shit since his uh, quarterback name uh, lost to the Jaguars. I mean, uh, them Jaguars, man, they're ready to play now. Yeah, ever since they got Leonard Fournette, they've been doing some some damage. Yeah, right there, he's hurt. Uh, he hurt his hamstring or something. And they, I don't remember what game it was, but somebody, somebody uh, hurt his knee stretching yesterday. Really? Yeah. Me damn. Nah, nah, you know... There's a Packer fan over here in my neck of the woods. And uh, if you know, if you noticed, uh, they, they did a pad with the Vikings yesterday. Really? I, did, I didn't even yeah. watch that one. I've seen that the, the Buccaneers are, are doing good this year with their backup quarterback, uh, Fitzgerald. He's doing some, some damn good work for them this year. I'm Excited to see what that holds for the you know for our uh, South Division and shit. You know, yeah, we, I'm kind of wondering if James Winston's even gonna have a job when he gets back. Right, but uh, huh. on with the uh, on with the program or on with the show. We'll get off some of the football because we're on the the foothills of Hell in a Cell last night, man, and. Uh, some of it, you know, I was behind. Some of it was good booking. Some of it was real shitty and didn't make any sense. And, you know, I've got... I missed both of it. You know, I mean... I, I was more involved into the Dallas Cowboy game. When it comes when it comes to football season, it sucks when they have a better deal on the night of football. Right. So, I mean, I didn't get to watch... I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a bunch of it. So I was lucky that the Saints played that morning. We got to watch the whole game without any interruptions and everything, and it was uh, <laughs> do what exactly right. So I mean, it was all right, uh, but uh, I was uh, yeah, I didn't watch the pre-show, but New Day pulled off the win for the tag titles. I don't know what the uh, ESPN ratings are at this time. I don't know if uh, can you pull that up while you're on your phone. Anything, man. All right, we'll pull that up. If done anything yet. Well, I'm sure they have. I mean, Raw will be on in a few hours, so I'm sure they've thrown out some 
ratings. Uh, I won't even rate the pre-show because I honestly did not see it. But uh, I've kind of got it playing in the background here because I'm sitting in the room. The kids are in the living room with uh, with our teleprompter and uh, Granny. They're eating their, uh, I guess their afternoon snack is what they're eating. Hell, I don't know. But, uh, well, just to answer your question, the Vikings end up getting the uh, getting Bailey for off the free agency. Really? And the Browns signed a rookie <laughs> kicker. So the Browns are replacing their kicker with a rookie. Yep. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know it. Hell. Hell. So, <clears throat> they have not put anything on here. I'll be damned. That's that's odd. Normally they've got it up pretty quick. That's all right. We'll still we'll still talk about uh what we saw and, and how we felt about it. I ain't worried about what ESPN felt about it because, you know, they're uh, they're a little jaded anyway. I will say this much. I did not understand why they started out with Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. I think that that match could have been featured a little further on. But uh, I think the thing with Randy and torturing Jeff Hardy's ear is a little extreme. It's good. I, love that. I mean, it's good shit. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a little crazy taking a screwdriver and sticking it in somebody's ear hole and twisting it up like that. I mean, I know he didn't feel it because it's a fucking dead ear. I mean, when you gauged your ear yeah, out, cool. do yeah, what? He got, the, he got the effect it wanted. Right, it gets the effect it wants, and Jeff sells it like it's a million bucks. You know, I mean, he sells it like it's killing him, but I mean, it just. I, I know they're going to continue that angle. They're going to add, you know, they're just adding fuel to the fire. They did the spot where Jeff fell from the top of the cage and, and they sold like he was hurt and giving him some time off. For what reason? I don't know. I'd give that match. Yeah. A, go ahead. Anybody that didn't see it, they, they took him out on a stretcher. Yeah, he was he was literally stretched out. Referee tried to stop the match, but Randy made him make the count. I like the way that he did that. He's hurt, Randy. Do right. your job. <laughs> I love how Jeff took the belt to his back and busted Randy's back open with the studs of the belt. Yes. They made it look legit. I mean, they made it look like they really fucking hated each other. So, I mean, they, they really added to their, their angle. I mean, they're legit. It's some heat there and everything. So, I mean, it's – it's. I feel like they're building up for something big for that somewhere down the line. But uh, I'd give it about three stars. Yeah, I mean, I like the uh, – I like the torture that he did. That's, that brings back that old Randy Orton. Right. And I really loved it. And then we move forward to the next match, and I really 
to be honest with you, let me fast forward because I'm not exactly sure who the next damn match even was. I think it was a uh, right. Turn it down. I'm on a podcast with Carl. Give me a minute while the damn network loads again because I started fast forwarding. Our Wi-Fi down here, we've got to upgrade or something because we're having problems with it again. Yeah. Wasn't it Charlotte and Becky? Yeah, I believe so. And I'd give that match a four-star rating. The crowd crowd did not want Becky to be a heel. They wasn't going for her. They didn't like it. Nope. Um, And I'm glad they put stuff back on her. Right, and and they took, I think they took her defining moment from her at the last show when they put Charlotte in the in the damn triple threat match, and had Charlotte win. I think that should have been Becky's time. But then again, they they wanted to turn her heel, but she's not. You can't turn her heel if the fans don't want her as a heel. Right. think she needs to have uh, a long run with the title this time. I mean, she was the sm- first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. She should have had, I think, at the SummerSlam, the triple threat match they had, I think it should have been hers. Um, the match, you know, all, all over was a good match. You know, their friendship has been broken, you know, and we know how the wrestling business works. You know, time will time will heal that. Friendships will come back around. She'll, you know, when they need each other, they'll be there. It's how it always works. But good, good match. I mean, I was behind Becky winning. I I waited for that moment for the whole match. I kept saying, I just feel like this is Becky's match. And uh, when she won it, you know, I was happy with it. But uh, yeah, I'd give it four stars because of you know. That and the fans were just so damn happy that she won that you couldn't tell she was ill. Uh, the kickoff. Well, I mean, I didn't get to watch that. I mean, y'all told me about it. And I was kind of shocked that they put the belt on her. Because, well, you know, Charlotte's the queen. Uh, 
my uh, my five-year-old is sitting in here and he said daddy how are y'all doing a podcast y'all are talking about stars and stuff i said well that's that's the podcast point of this one is to talk about the rating of the match son he he, he doesn't you know he's still learning the whole how they rate a match and stuff so it's new to him but uh the pre-show was actually a new day versus um was actually Rusev and uh, uh, Aiden English taking on the New Day. I'm sure that was a damn good match. Even though I didn't get to watch it, I'll probably check it out later on before I leave for work tonight. The next match was actually the WWE Raw Tag Team Title match. The uh, it was Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler taking on Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. You know, jacked up Dean Ambrose is back. He looks like he's in, you know, in damn good shape. You know, they had a they had a damn good match. I mean, best tag match I've seen in a while for the titles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 Do what? He's there to it's hard for to do anything with Dean because what can you do with Dean right now? Right. And that's the problem is they have nothing for him and it takes the whole shield together to get Roman Reigns over. So they have put the shield back together, but they're making the Intercontinental title irrelevant. I mean, if they're going to do that, they need to put the Intercontinental title on someone that's not in a group that they're going to expect to be in tag matches and shit so that the Intercontinental title can be relevant instead of being treated like a second-class title. Yeah. What's I mean, on? I mean, come on now. Got to Right. I mean, you, you can't have the, the belt that uh, has pretty much been the main belt on Raw just become irrelevant all of a sudden. That just It doesn't work that way. I'd rate that match, you know, probably a four-star match, four and a half stars, maybe. I mean, they they good back and forth. Uh, you know, I feel like they're going to end up working the tag match again because they set up for them, you know, fighting in the, the damn main event. You know, Dolphin, yeah. Do Dolphin Drew, you know, picked up the victory on that. Um it's a good match, though. I just feel like that they're they're killing the Intercontinental title's relevancy. It needs to be around the waist of some single competitor that's not in a group. You know, Kevin Owens, what the fuck are you doing with him? Uh, let him have it. I mean, give it to somebody that's out there that's just doing something that's relevant, that's, you know, not fucking tagging up with somebody every damn time you turn around and killing the fact that he's got a singles title. I'm waiting for this thing to load again. It's. I did like the spot where uh, Dolphin Drew caught Seth and Dean come out on top of him and drove uh, Seth headfirst into the guardrail. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought thanks, that, buddy. <laughs> he's like, here, thanks for pushing me out of the ring, bro. Yeah. But it was it was pretty good. But uh. I do apologize for all the background noise. Don't apologize. We're uh, 
That's true that. But uh, we fast forward. They do some segments for the upcoming Mix Max Challenge. They've got – they show one with Braun and Alexa. They show one with uh, Flair and Styles because Flair and Styles will be tagging. Yeah, tomorrow it's going to be uh, Owens and – Whoever Kevin Owens is teaming up with against uh, uh, Team Little Big. Right. So, like the, uh, so our next match is Joe versus AJ for the uh, WWE Heavyweight title. Joe cuts a uh, you know his little package, and they show the footage of him holding the storybook, and he's there with Wendy and AJ's daughter and shit. I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, pretty good match. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we talked about this last time, Joe and, and AJ worked. It was, it's, they're older. They're having to work a, a different style match than what they would have normally worked against each other. Right. And uh, the finish was a little bit lackluster. Yeah. Do what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like the finish. Uh, Joe had him in the clutch. AJ rolled over and pinned him, but tapped right before the referee counted three. They had some good spots in it where they got a little, you know, little flying in there, but it just wasn't something I was used to out of Joe and AJ. They're not tearing the house down like they used to. You know, and age does play a factor in that. I mean, I'd give the match maybe a three-star rating. Yeah, I'd go three and a half, but same old stuff. Right, I mean, you're not... Uh, he did a good springboard 450. That looks beautiful, but. I don't know. They just keep on dragging stuff out with AJ. They're not like. Like uh, Shinsuke. How many matches did him and Shinsuke have before they changed? Right. I mean, it was. God, I think three or four. They had Mania, then they had SummerSlam, and I mean, well, no, they didn't do SummerSlam, because Jeff had him at SummerSlam, but, you know, Joe thought he had the match, Joe thought he had the match, AJ, you know, got the pin, referee didn't see him tap, fans were confused because some of the fans saw AJ tap, saw the referee call for the bell, thought that was it, but, you know, three stars, not a very good finish. They're going to have to do something. And uh, I feel like Joe's going to get the belt. I feel like it's his time to. But then I wonder. Right. I don't think it's going to be down there. No, I don't either. You know, and, and I look forward to seeing how the down under thing goes. But I just, I feel like when they take it off of AJ, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to bury him or are they going to promote? and push him. Yeah, I thought maybe when they put Gallows and Anderson over there with him, they'd put the club together and let them do some club stuff, but they're not. No, they're trying to get away from the club. But... I mean, they put him they put him with Balor for a little bit, and that didn't really get the attention it needed. They just don't – I don't think they really know what to do with a lot of the guys that they have. Well, they don't have a whole lot of people to work. Right now. That's what I'm saying. They don't have enough. Daniel Bryan looks like he needs to be a 205 love. Right. Uh, 
Miz needs to be back up in the top picture, but yeah, you know, and I believe that that match is coming up next. Is it not? Yeah, I think it's coming up right here. It's Miz and Maurice taking on Bree and Daniel, and I really feel like what they're doing is they're trying to build up to a big, to a bigger pay per view where Miz and Daniel have their final blow off match, and Daniel gets the win at that point. But they're going to kill it off because nobody's going to want to wait forever to see this shit be done. They're getting tired of the same old shit. That's the problem with the WWE product. That's why everybody, you know, was all in and and shit. Because you're not seeing the same thing every time. Granted, you're going to see an NWA title rematch between Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes at the uh, 70th anniversary show for NWA. But you have that with titles. That's just given. But uh, I uh, I don't know. Maybe they're going to do something Survivor Series or something. I know there should be some more coming up. Yeah, the next one is in like three weeks, from what they were saying last night, and I don't remember what they they even named it. And that's the October. That's the Down Under show. Is that going to be the only pay per view they do? Uh if it is, then it'll be. Survivor Series. In November. Right. Well, makes you wonder. It really does. But uh, Maurice and Miz took the win. I'd give that match barely three stars, man. I liked it. I mean, it was a good match. It was a good story. Got a good finish out of it. And it wasn't even the guys that got the finish. Right. You know, they gave it to the girls. Right. I mean, they're they're trying to push the women because they got the big women's evolution pay-per-view. Big women's yeah. evolution pay-per-view coming up, so they're trying to push for that and build to that, and that's fine. Uh, they talk about Jeff here at this point, talking about how he's bleeding and stuff internally. He's injured. Uh, I say it's all work. Yeah, I mean, I took a bigger bump than the beta. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I've I've been in ladder matches and shit, and and I've been hurt worse than that. But uh, after they talk about Jeff, it's time for a match of mine that was a, I'd say a four star. Uh, it kind of made me wonder a few things though because it was Rowdy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss for the women's title, and uh, I didn't see the match lasting as long as it did. I really didn't. I saw Ronda coming out and dominating again. Alexa got the upper hand and did some damage, worked her ribs, you know. And then they Ronda. Actually, they, they actually had work in that one, and, and Ronda showed that she could hang. Right. So, I mean, I know Ronda went over and kept it up. I mean, it was, they played that one where he only started in the middle of I believe, uh, I figure they'll have her uh, have Bree turn on her. That'll turn her heel. Yeah, do so. 
and set up for it there. Right. But um, I'd give it about a four-star rating. I mean, it lasted longer than I thought it would. I really didn't think it lasted more than two minutes. I mean, I was kind of nervous. Yeah, I was impressed. And, of course, you know, I think Alexa can carry anybody. Right. Yes, she is. She's, she's one of the best women they've got right now. And I think if they'd push Ruby right, she'd be a damn good one, too. There's just something about that little tattooed chick, man. She's something else. I like Ruby right. I don't know why, but she really is pretty good. But, she is different. But, uh... You know, Rhonda put the uh, put a modified arm bar on and one with it. Didn't even have to apply a lot of pressure. You know, Alexa's double jointed. She didn't even have to pop her shoulder or her elbow like she normally did. But uh, you know, Rhonda fired back up, beat her on her own ribs, and went into uh, the crazy mode or whatever you want to call it and come after her. And then they promote the Super Showdown under with John Cena and Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens from Elias. In a tag match, uh, Taker and Triple H will be wrestling each other for the uh, final time, they say. I still have a feeling that, uh, you know, um, Shawn Michaels is going to be involved in that somehow. Oh, HB Shizzle. That's right. The heartbreak kid, the showstopper, the main eventer, Mr. WrestleMania. Then you get your main event package showing Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and all the shit they've been through together, beating each other up, the ambulance matches and all that. And I want to point out that the Hell in a Cell is red. I don't know what the hell's up with that. Do what? Right, that's what it looks like. Is they just took some spray paint, and spray painted it, some bitch. I mean, it just—it's odd. Why would you go with red? Hold on, you're, you're breaking up. You'll have. To, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get that. It, it, right. But, and it did seem taller. I will say that much. When uh, when Seth and Dolph started climbing it, I kind of got to looking at it. It's built just a little bit differently. They've reinforced the top of it a lot more. And it looks like they've stacked it a little bit higher. Yeah, so he did look like they were, I mean, they're both, you know, Dolph and Seth's both off of it. Which they came off on the sides. Right. It was a lot taller than it was when Seth and Bing did it. Right. At least it seems like it's me. I mean. It didn't me too. I thought it was a little bit taller than 15 feet. Now, if, I mean, I, I want to hear your opinion of the Hell of a Cell match. Is it Well. They put Foley in there as a special guest referee, which didn't make any fucking sense. He shows up at Raw on Monday night before the damn Hell in a Cell, and 
talks about the 20 years of his since he is. So I don't get why they put him in. I get it. You know, they wanted to have somebody who was a part of the history of the match, I guess. But, I mean, you could have done that with Triple H. You could have done it with Undertaker. You could have done it with Shawn Michaels. You could have done it with anybody because they've all been in it. Um, all in all, the match itself was, you know, what I figured it would be. Braun Strowman kicking the shit out of Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns kicking the shit out of Braun Strowman. They went back and forth. You know, then Dean Am uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre tried to get in. They couldn't get in, so Roman or Rollins and Ambrose come down and attacked them. They all four ended up on top, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Brock Lesnar thing caught me off guard. When he come down and Heyman maced, um, and he kicked the door in, and then Heyman maced Foley, and he, you know, F5s everybody, and they, they just leave it like that. Nobody gets a finish. Nobody tries to roll over and win the match. To me, the match is still going right now. There's no winner. Somebody can pin somebody and win. I mean, I think it was a waste of letting Braun Strowman cash in the money in the bank. I think that they could have done something. They could have put Roman over clean. They could have put Braun over. I think even after he got F5, they just kind of killed him being the monster among men because – he just went through this brutal hell in a cell, and we've seen him go through so much over the year now or so. I don't see why Braun Strowman didn't get a pin after Roman got the F5, and he'd already got the F5. I don't see why someone didn't get a pin. I don't see why someone didn't finish this fucking match. I think it was a bunch of bullshit, horrible fucking booking. You know, granted, Lesnar's cut weight. He looks good. He's got him a beard. He's, he's obviously either going to come back and get a rematch or something. There's something going on, or they wouldn't have brought him out here. But it just—it's fucking. I don't even give it three stars, man. I don't even give it three stars because there was no finish. There was nothing clean cut and dry. You, you know, they're getting bad about this shit. You know, at at, at pay per views, you're supposed to kill your angles and start new ones, and or either build to something bigger if there's something like that. But this was supposed to have been. To me, this is one of those cases where it was somebody else's time because Roman Reigns is not getting the response he was supposed to be getting as champion. They could have put it on Braun, and I think he could have carried it for a while. You know, the fans are tired of Roman Reigns, and I just feel like Braun could have got it, and Braun should have got it, and Braun would have been more fucking over than Roman, and they killed it. They killed it all, and I think that there's something going on in the works where Brock's going to come back. If he can't fight at the UFC in December, I have a feeling he's going to come back and get the WWE title and then go back to UFC sometime next year. So, this is what I, my first question is. What reasoning do you bring out Ziggler, McIntyre, Rollins, and Ambrose? Right. They had no point in being out there. All they did was... Climb the damn cell and take the bump off the side of it. Somebody had to take the bump, and Roman and, and Braun wasn't going to do it. Then why put him in a hell of cell? Exactly. I mean, they needed somebody if to take it. If you can't do something spectacular, don't be like in it. have Roman, I don't know, spear Braun Strowman through the side of the fucking cage. Right. And there's your big spot with the cage. You don't have to drop somebody off the top of the cage. Right. 
Yeah, because I mean the the side bump coming off the sides bullshit. I mean, if Shane McMahon can jump off at some bitch on Undertaker and put his stuff through the table, why can't somebody else do it? If Foley can be thrown off of it, why can't somebody else do it? Well, we have a big big difference in the height when Foley did it. <laughs> but again, Foley went through through the top of it True. into the ring. True, but it wasn't supposed to fall Right. Uh, And to point out another fact, this was actually the first Hell in a Cell match Jeff Hardy was in, the one that he was in with Randy Orton on this show. Really? Yes, that was the first Hell in a Cell match. That's why he did the spot hanging from the top of the cage and bumping through the table like he did, because he wanted to do something spectacular, and they wouldn't let him do anything outside of the cage until the main event. From what I was told, from uh, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to get it all right there. Right. <laughs> so they let him do the the dangle from the the cage and take the face bump into the table and shit for the finish because he wanted to do something that was just you know catching. But it just uh, you know anyway back to the main event. Bullshit. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um... Let there be a finish. But cannot tell me that somebody can't sit there and because he had five rolling on top of Bond. Why couldn't they have counted a pin? They could have counted it. They could have kept him right there on top of Bond and got the pin. Amen. I said the same thing last night while we were sitting there watching that shit. I was disgusted with that. I was like, the referee should have counted the damn pin. You know, granted. Foley had gotten mace, but the other referee, they never touched him. He was out there. He could have slid in and made the pin while Roman was laying on top of Braun. What good does it do for the money in the bank contract right now? Nothing, because it's gone. Because it's weak. It's, it's gotten weak because you're going to put it in a hell of a cell match. Okay, that's fine. You could have just built a normal hell of a cell match. You could have built a normal story with Right. And now, granted, you know, they got the women's, and now they got the men's. So, one's going to get it, one's not going to get it. So, what are they going to do? So, next year, when they do it, the man's going to get it, the woman's not going to get it? Or are they going to do, both of them get it? Both can't go, both can't go without it next year, because guess what? You got a guy that did not get it this year off this. And there wasn't a real cash in it. I feel like cash in should be a surprise. And it shows up. And you're like, I'm cashing in. You know, I keep waiting for them. And I know this sounds stupid. But I keep waiting for them to do it outside of the ring somewhere. Just to bring a little bit more realistic to it about how much the belt means to someone. Why not have them jump them at a fucking hotel? And have a referee and cash that son of a bitch in, or catch them at home and do it. You know what I mean? Oh, that would be off the chain. 
That would be cool. You would be bringing back the reality and showing that the belt actually means something to someone because it doesn't just have to be. I mean, the, the, the contract and the gimmick to the contract is cash it in any time, any place, whenever you're ready to get your heavyweight title shot. And nobody, they haven't done that with anybody. They've always cashed in. You know, if somebody's beat them down or something. I mean, why not run somebody down with a damn car in the parking lot going into the building before the show starts? Do it and then air it at the top of the hour and say, look, this just happened in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, you know, cashed in the money in the bank and he ran Braun Strowman over with a fucking car. And now he's the champion. Exactly. You know? You know, you know, they used to do it where they say breaking news on the app, try to build up your app. Your right. App. And then they would like, Brock Lesnar tag Dean Ambrose in the with the stairs, fucking Roman's taking choke slam, Brock's Braun's taking the, the Superman punch, they've taken everything each other had, and all it took was Brock Lesnar coming out and hitting them each with an F five and the match is over. Yeah. What's the fucking point? I mean you go out there I mean, and you, you, people, people kick out that. Right. I mean Taker fucking it took what three of them and umpteen right. suplexes to beat Undertaker's streak. What is the story you're trying to tell? Because you just killed your monster among men. Get these hands with the one fucking F5. Because he's been out here. Him and Roman have beat the shit out of each other. And he's still standing tall. Brock Lesnar hits him with a fucking F5. And he's a little bitch and can't make a cover. What the fuck is your point? I mean, why do that to your guys who are there every fucking week busting their ass? Well, it's a video of how the crowd reacted after it went off. Oh, I heard that, yeah, they, they fucking went nuts, chanting bullshit. They were pissed. You know, oh, they, yeah. they wanted a winner just like everybody else wanted a winner. I think that everybody got screwed. I just, and I agree. I don't understand why the other four guys were even involved. They couldn't get in the cell. They had no reason to be out there. It wasn't like either one of the guys needed help because they were doing just fine on their own. It was a great match up until the four guys come out and they did their shit off the side. And to me, the bump looked, I mean, it looked good. It was a good bump, but it was just shitty because I came off the side. I'm I'm one of those, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. If you're going to put your yeah. life, if you're going to put your life on the line, at least come from the fucking top of that son of a bitch, make a big splash and, and make it look good. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like the interference, well, the uh, shield and golf and back of tire, Right. And somebody's got to do something for a guy to be a big ball. It needs to be the guys last in the match. Night, last night, it would have been the best time for them to take and have Roman spear Braun through the cage 
Could have threw him through the door or speared him off the apron through the door. There was a number of fucking scenarios they could have done to have made a big spectacular spot. And they just, they, they, I feel like this match doesn't even get three stars because they botched it so goddamn bad on booking and on just every aspect of it. I mean, I mean, just. I think little physicality was there and everything, I think. I think if you take and you have Roman Spear, uh, Strowman through the cage, or you have Strowman throw, you know, how he does that running, and they go, they get, they could have both gone through the cage. Right. They come through the door, you know, a piece of the cage, a part of the wall or something. Well, see, I mean, the way, the way Brock kicked I can understand, I think I can understand you not having a finish. Right. Your guy, you just, Destroyed your both of your guys. Right. And they can't do nothing else. See, and that's what I'm saying because there there was no reason for Brock to have had to kick the door off because they could have had a spot where Braun was coming back up the ring on the apron right in front of the door. Roman could have hit the ropes, got enough velocity behind himself, and hit him with a spear through the ropes, and they both could have bumped into the door. The door could have just popped off the hinges. Boom, both guys down. Brock's music hits. The match is done, and that would have been more believable. But yep. you do it the way you do it. <laughs> exactly. And if we were, they'd probably be making a lot more money than what they're making on some of this shit right now. Because they, they want to do all this new school bullshit. If they would use a little bit of old school knowledge, then I think they would be, you know, I think they'd be a lot better off. Right. You, you got to go with the basics. You don't have to, you don't have to go out there and freaking do stupid crap. You can go out there and do old school shit and tell a story. You know, I think one of the best matches that I have seen in a long time was the Cody Rhodes-Nick Aldis match at All In when Cody won the title. The storytelling behind that match was phenomenal. Yes, it was. I mean, but every match on that show was phenomenal. Yeah. They, I mean, but it was incredible. The machine. I don't know what the thing is. It's not the machine that's running it. It's Overall, last night, I think the show probably equaled out to about a three, three and a half, maybe close to a four-star rating, other than the main event. I would go four. I definitely would give it a four. Right, that's what I'm saying. I said maybe. Uh, I, I said I, I would say around a three. Right. Because it just, but, the main event killed it. I think you'd be better off than Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in the hell, so. Right, I, I do too. I don't understand why they didn't do that for the main event with him in the Hell in a Cell. I think it would have got a better reaction than the shit they did with with this one. You know, and I, I'm not an advocate for some of the shit they've done with the women. Like I was kind of hesitant when they put Sasha and Charlotte in the Hell in a Cell the first time, but it just, you know, once you watch it, it's not so bad. Then you know, we're they're all trained. We're all trained the same damn way. We all know what we're taking when we get in there. It's you know, it's up to us. But uh, it just, you know, and another thing I'm gonna point out, I think Brock was a little bit dangerous last night when he was using the table 
and hitting the guys with the table because at one point the table hit uh, the table leg hit Braun in the back of the head. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but the uh, the table leg. I'm on. Hold on. But uh, the table leg hit him square in the back of the head because he hit him with the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He hit him with that broke piece of table, and somehow I, I don't remember exactly what happened. And, and I know I'm stuttering over myself because I'm trying to deal with a kid and and, and everything else. But he, um, when he smashed him with the damn table, the the piece of the table so fell off. And the bar hit him, hit Braun in the back of the hips. So I mean, it looked pretty, pretty stiff, but it just, just shit. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. I'm glad we didn't have to pay, you know, a pay per view price for it. That's all I can say because it's just not worth it. I'm glad we're getting it all for $9.99 on the WWE Network plug for you guys, but uh, it just, it doesn't seem to be worth it. As much anymore. Thank God for a little stuff. Thank God for what? Thank God for the old stuff on that. Amen to that shit, because I tell you what, I catch myself watching the old pay per views and the old Raws and the old WCW stuff more than I watch the new stuff anymore. You know, my uh, my family, you know, my mother watches that shit religiously. She takes off work every time there's pay per view to watch it, but. Man, I just don't get into it like that no more. I'd rather watch uh, New Japan. I'd rather watch some Ring of Honor, even though some of the Ring of Honor stuff doesn't catch me as much as the rest of it. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just different. It's, you know, it's not watered down. Yeah, they go out there and they hit 100 different finishers and 100 high spot moves and shit goes crazy. But I feel like they took a lot away from Braun and, and Roman last night because they had the guys on top of the cell. People were paying more attention to that than the match in the ring. And you just you just butchered your main event. I mean, you made it look like you guys couldn't carry the match. So why should he be champion? Why should either one of them be champion, really, if you've got to have all this help to to get this big, spectacular match over? You know what I mean? So many years, they really go from here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch part of Raw tonight. I won't get to watch it all because I do have to go back and work the graveyard shift tonight since we're back home. And so I'm going to watch. I'll be early in the morning. <laughs> do what? I, so I will definitely be texting you early in the morning. Yes, sir. I'll be wide awake because uh, I got to gotta make sure that I'm up all night at work tonight. It's, uh, you know, it's. It is what it is. We came home and we're home and I, I really, I miss, I miss New Orleans. I'll say that and I'll say it real plain and honest. I miss it. I wish we could have stayed longer than what we got to, but you know, we had to work and we knew we weren't going to get to stay long and it just, it's home away from home for me. So when I get to go down there, I cherish every minute of it. Uh, last night, they, uh, they posted a, a new movie coming out. You ain't, six. Yeah. News, HBK. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Coming uh, out over the 13th on Digital and Blu-ray. 
And our favourite is um, working on the Mrs. Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely have to sit there and watch it. Yes, most definitely. I look forward to seeing how much they really do with Shawn Michaels in this one because I got the uh, the resurrection of Gavin Stone. They didn't really do a whole lot with him in it, and then he played a character in a uh, Pure Country 2, which was a follow-up to the original Pure Country that George Strait was in. You know, he played the lady's security guard. It was a pretty good movie, but he, you know, they WWE's done a lot with him, but they're not really letting him act a whole lot, so I'm wanting to see how much they do with him in this one. Because So you watched you you got the Gavin Stone movie? Yes, sir, I sure do. Okay, I don't want to watch that. I'll have to get that We can check that out one day when you're down here at the house or you can take it home with you. Now, let me get your opinion on this. Did you hear about the Buffalo Bill player that retired at half-pipe? No, I didn't. Well, I'll tell you, Davis, Buffalo Bills retired at half-pipe yesterday. Why? I guess they said he realized that they suck. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, why not try to trade to another team before you retire and, and shit? Because, I mean, do you really want to leave your legacy as, hey, I played for the Buffalo Bills, we sucked, and I retired? I mean. You know, I love and, and not trying to just keep harping on the main event and how shitty it was, but no sooner than Dolph and them took their bump off of the cage, Brock Lesnar's music hit. Braun and Roman had been down in the ring for a good few minutes because they had been, they had still been working in the ring, but you couldn't see what they were doing because the camera angle was on Dolph and Rollins. So, I mean, you took a lot away from what your guys were doing. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, that's our opinion, our thoughts, and, uh, our rants and raves on Hell in a Cell, and we'll probably get together this week, and we've got a couple of podcasts to do later on this week. I'll be over at your place to do them, and we'll probably do another one where we talk a little bit more about our trip and things like that. Uh, I just, man, I can't believe I wasted my time watching the main event last night. It sure wasn't anything worth watching. I mean, I was ready for bed. The babies were ready for bed. So I was trying to get them laid down. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine talking to them. And I'd been messaging you. And next thing I know, his music hit. And I'm like, well, there goes that. And already, I'd already lost interest in it. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a WWE product these days. Whether we like it or not, they're going to keep doing whatever they want to do because they're making the money off of it. We're not. Right. We're not. When they stop making the money and people realize there's another alternative out there, the WWE will have to change their ways eventually. Yeah. I mean, people, if, if you want to make a change in wrestling, you got to turn the shit off. Don't watch it. I'm not telling you no, not to. I'm not telling people. Right. I mean, I'm not telling people not to watch wrestling. I'm just saying that if you really want to bitch about it, 
don't watch it. I mean, we hardly ever do. I mean, I'll check out a pay-per-view every now and then when mom and them's got it on because it's always on here at the house when I'm here. So I'll check it out. But, you know, I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown very often. You know, if I see something on my Facebook page or somebody that I know sends me something and says, hey, did you see this spot on Raw last night? I'll, you know, look into it, see if it's something I was interested in or whatever. But it just, it ain't the wrestling of the Wonder Years, man. It ain't what it used to be. It ain't what uh-huh. it used to be. I don't think it's going to go back. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, on another note, um, there was uh, something shared in a Facebook message that I know you saw. The uh, Ric Flair wedding. Yes. Congratulations to uh, Mr. Ric Flair on his fifth marriage. Uh, but the... Do what? I said at least somebody's beating me. Yeah, no shit. But uh, I just wanted to bring it up because if they haven't seen it, there is a documentary that was made about his wedding. Uh, Taker, Steamboat, Michael P.S. Hayes, a number of other guys, Conrad Thompson, both players' daughters, and everybody were at the wedding. They uh, they did some interviews with people. Fit Finley was there, David Finley. Anyway, Michael P.S. Hayes got up, was a little intoxicated. Ric Flair was probably, you know, he says he's sober, so I'm not going to say he was intoxicated. But Ric Flair was feeling himself and having a good time because he was getting married, so he was goating Michael Hayes into performing. Michael Hayes was performing, and Undertaker was laid over in his chair laughing his ass off. It was hilarious. Yes, I watched that today at work. I mean, I watched that during my lunch hour. But it was a good documentary, I will say that much. And I love how Steamboat shot on Flair. He said, look, brother, between the two of us and our wives, we've been married a total of 12 times. You think we might have saved some Fucking money if we hadn't done this shit. <laughs> oh. But uh, kudos to Steamboat, because let me tell you something. You would have saved some money. But uh, with that said, we're going to close this episode up, and I'll uh, get it ready to go to the uh, to the listening world on Friday when we post it. and Be ready to edit and work on some more this week we've got some big ones coming up we've got one we've got to do a retake of and get everybody going and get things rolling and have a good week or as good of a week as we can have now that we're back here in the regular old mundane life of arkansas hey well since this is our podcast last year we got any plans for next weekend any plans for next weekend well do you work not next weekend, but I know we got we got our, our boys. Yeah, we got the boys this weekend. So, I mean, what, what you got on your mind? Lake. Sounds good to me. I think we will take wrestling to the local. Saturday. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, I don't. I don't know what we're gonna want to bring some, but uh, it'll be fine until we get back. So we're gonna go to the lake. We don't hang out all day. Right, so like it is Saturday, but we're going to close this up. We're at the 59-minute and 7-second mark. We're going to plug our sponsor and get that shiznit up off here. But, yes, the lake sounds great to me, and then we got football all weekend, of course. And But uh, at this time, we want to thank CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Code CCWA29 saves you 10% on all merchandise at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Also, check out workhorsefitnessproducts.com let uh, Tyson Kid TJ Wilson know that you're listening to wrestling with the locals that way we can finalize our sponsorship with those guys over there at workhorsefitnessproducts.com 
and help you guys save there as well. Um, don't forget, keep listening, keep downloading, keep an eye on our Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter pages because we do have some major, major announcements coming up, not only about wrestling with the locals, but about a return for the CCWA for the